What's good, y'all? Welcome back to Rig Knows Hoops. I'm your host, Tyreek. Be sure to leave a like, subscribe if you're new. It's a channel where we talk about NBA basketball. So if you love hoops, this is the place for you. Also, these videos are available in podcast form on all podcast streaming platforms, except for Apple Podcasts right now. We're still working on that, but the link's going to be in the description. So if you guys want to show love there, you can do that as well. But let's talk about some playoffs, man. Um, Friday night's games, I did not get to stay up and talk about them, but I did watch the majority of these games so let's talk about them. i want to start out with the last game of the night the clippers getting a must need a win against the dallas mavericks we've been talking a lot about the clippers being down 0-2 um ty Lue making some um interesting coaching decisions but he corrected himself in this game in a big way and the main way i noticed was rajon rondo playing down the stretch in the fourth quarter that was big for this team because i don't understand why he wasn't in the game uh, at the end of game two, but he wasn't. He decided to go with Pat Bev. This game, Rondo was playing the key minutes, which I think was very critical for for LA being able to hold on to get this victory. And also, the others for the Mavericks just weren't as good tonight or uh, last night. They just weren't as good. Um, Porzingis really struggled after having a very solid first two games. Tim Hardaway didn't really play well. Really, the only other guy other than Luka that played well was Jalen Brunson. Um, you know, Maxi Kleber didn't shoot the ball well. Finney Smith didn't play too well on the offensive side. Like the others for the Mavs just, just did not step up. Luka had another historic game. Uh, he had almost a 40-point triple-double. <laughs> and he was he was trying to wheel his team back into the game by, you know, shooting the three ball very well. But he struggled from the free throw line. I, and I didn't realize how bad he's been shooting this series. I think he's under 50% for the series. He missed six free throws last night. And, you know, six free throws can, you know, loom large for a team in a close playoff game. And, you know, shout out to Kawhi and Paul George. I really want to talk about Paul George because early on in the game, the Clippers got down big. Uh, I think they were down 30 to 11, like um, midway through the first quarter or late into the first quarter. Lucas sits and then Paul George and Kawhi start heating up. But it was really Paul George who, you know, was in his bag. He was in his bag. He was looking like the PG that we know he can be. And he played very well in this game. Um, most of his damage was done in the first half, but it was much needed to get his team back into the game. And Kawhi and then Marcus Moore started heating up uh, before he fouled out late in the game. Um, you know, Rondo had a very good game. Reggie Jackson was hitting shots. Um, the adjustment that Ty Lue made, he decided to start Reggie Jackson over Pat Bev. I like that move because Reggie Jackson has been like the third best offensive player in this series. They stopped switching the pick and rolls with Zubac when he's in the game. Um, it sucks that Sergi Baca is still dealing with that back injury. Um, that would be a big help for this team if he was healthy. But um, very big win for the Clippers. Uh, Jalen Rose before the game said this is probably the biggest game in Clippers history. And they were able to get this win. So now 2-1 series. Anything can happen going into game four. Let's see if Dallas can maybe get their role players to play better at home, which you expect to do. They play so well in L.A. that you would expect them to be even better at home. But, you know, they slowed down in game three. Let's see if they'll be able to pick it back up in game four. Let's see if, you know, the stars for L.A. and then the others can really just continue to, you know, carry that brand of basketball that they played after the first eight minutes into the rest of the series. So, hey, this series definitely far from over. Great win for the Clippers. And we'll see what happens in game four. Next, though, we got to talk about the Brooklyn Nets losing the game. <laughs> the Brooklyn Nets losing the game. And if you're new to the channel um, and you didn't see my playoff preview video, in that video, I said... For the Celtics to win the game in this series, Jason Tatum has to have like a 40-plus point game. And he had 40 going into the fourth quarter. 
he had 40 going into the fourth quarter. He ended the game with 50, and it was kind of weird how they were defending him, man, because Kevin Durant was getting the defensive assignment, but anytime a little, like the smallest, slightest screen would happen, they're switching it. And, you know, they would switch Kyrie onto Jason Tatum, and Tatum was feasting on him like he should. I mean, Kyrie gives effort defensively, but it's that's a lot that's asking a lot of Kyrie to be able to you know guard Jason Tatum on those switches without much help and then later on in the game they decided to throw a you know a little double team here or there but it wasn't it wasn't working Jason Tatum was in his bag he was in his mode and if you guys have been around the channel since um I started this in January I'm probably like the biggest Jason Tatum critic and maybe that's because I'm a Celtics fan and I watch him like almost every single night but I just like I feel like there's times where he just he settles sometimes, but games like this where he gets to the free throw line ten plus times, there's not much that you can do with this guy because he has one of the best just you know packages in the league as far as it comes to moves and just you know getting to his spots. And you know when he's in attack mode, getting to the free throw line, getting to the basket, it's very hard to deal with Jason Tatum. And he displayed that tonight in a big playoff game, especially after struggling the first two games of the series. And it's crazy that Boston was able to win this game. A lot of the credit goes to Marcus Smart for. Having one of his better shooting games, I would say, of the season. Because he's he hasn't been shooting the ball as well this season as the past couple of years. Um, and then he was doing a lot of stuff on the defensive side, which he always does. And then Tristan Thompson. Um, yeah, I'm giving credit to Tristan Thompson. He had, I think, nine offensive rebounds in this game. Um, I Yeah, the Nets definitely have a void on the inside because they run a lot of small ball. Um, like I said, DeAndre Jordan just really can't play critical playoff minutes. Um, I do like the minutes that Nick Claxton gave him, and he was one that, you know, when they got the switch onto Tatum, he did a very good job, and he's a very agile, you know, center. Um, he really moves his feet well with even, like, guards. Like, I've seen him switch on a Dame earlier this season, like, multiple times and force Dame into tough, tough shots. So, I, I think Nick Claxton should probably get more minutes than maybe he has so far in the series, especially if, you know, the offensive rebounding woes continue because, it's a 2-1 series now here, too. And like Steve Nash said in the press conference, now the Celtics are going to have a lot more confidence heading into game four. Uh, the TD Garden is going to be rocking. You know, this. You know anything can happen in these series, man. That's the thing about the playoffs. And it, it just takes one game for a player or for a team to really get, you know, their momentum changed. And this could be one of those games for the Celtics. Um, Kemba Walker played terrible offensively, but he did the little things, which he always does very well. Like, he rebounded the ball exceptionally well in this game he was um giving a lot of effort on the defensive side too and he was just doing small things that really helped the celtics get this victory i mean he came down with a couple like critical defensive rebounds in that fourth quarter so shout out to kemba for still impacting the game without having a good shooting night but you know the celtics let's see if this can propel them into game four as well but as for brooklyn i mean you get 80 points combined from uh kd and james harden and then 96 between the big three but kyrie only had 16 but james had 41 uh kd had 39 the others just didn't show up. The others didn't show up. The Joe Harris's, the Bruce Browns, um, you know, Nick Claxton, like Jeff Green, like, oh, Jeff Green's out, my bad. But, you know, those guys didn't really show up. So you would expect, like I said, the Nets role players aren't asked to do too much, but you have to be able to provide something because even if you get, as we see to, uh, in that game, 96 combined points from your big three, it still does not guarantee a victory. So the others for Brooklyn really have to step up in this next game if they want to, you know, get out of this series as quick as possible. But maybe an extra game or two would be beneficial for this team because they haven't played that much together. Who knows? But maybe it's good that they get to face a little bit of adversity before, 
you know, potentially moving on to the next round. But um, the last game I want to talk about, which is actually the first game of the night, I didn't get to watch as in depth as as I wanted to because the Celtics game came on like a little after. So it's like I got to pick and choose. And I'm going to pick my team most of the time. And I've been raving about this series, man. The Knicks and the Hawks, I've been raving about it. But I didn't get to watch it as much. I see Derrick Rose did get the start in this game. And he was the only player that showed up for the Knicks offensively. Um, He had 30 of their 94 points. So pretty much a third of their points. The uh, Julius Randle's been dreadful this year. He has been terrible this series. Um, Like, I, I've given Nate McMillan so much credit this season. And I got to give him credit once again because the defensive scheme that they're throwing at him is they're throwing different looks at him. I've been seeing a lot of Gallinari assignments on Julius Randle, and Gallinari's done a good job guarding him, which is kind of bad. It's a bad look for Julius Randle because he should be frying Gallinari up all game because Gallinari is not, you know, a good defender. He's probably average at best, but, you know, they're throwing him, they're throwing DeAndre Hunter at him. Like, they're throwing different looks at Julius Randle, and it's been working. Um, Other than a stretch in game two, like a third-quarter stretch, He's been terrible this series. Like, I, I can't even understand. I can't, you know, sugarcoat it anymore. He's been just, he's been terrible this series. And I guess the silver lining, like the bright side is he can't get much worse. But you would expect an all-NBA player, an all-star to, you know, be a lot better, to be a lot more reliable. I, t- I talked about, you know, him and Derrick Rose will probably have they they will have to play well for the Knicks to be able to win a game in Atlanta and you know Derrick Rose held up his end of the bargain but nobody else on the team did the Reggie Bullock struggled the Alec Burks weren't amazing um like I said it's, it's Jules Randle he has to step up he really has to step up if this team wants to go back to New York with a 2-2 series because the Hawks are rolling man and other than they just had a bad third quarter stretch or a bad second half in game two other than that they've been in control of this series pretty much the entire way and it's a little surprising to me because I thought this Knicks team would be so so rock solid. But we forget that this is not really a good offensive team for the Knicks. I think the Hawks are a little bit underrated on the defensive side. They do a lot defensively. Getting DeAndre Hunter back was a big-time W. Um, he His year two uh, development is not talked about enough, man. He's been amazing. People thought they were tripping taking him at number four. Um, you know, he was – I think he played two years in college, so he's a little older than your typical rookie. Dude, DeAndre Hunter has shown so much. Like, he's had so much great strides this season, not just as a defensive player because we know he's going to bring on the defensive side, but offensively speaking, he's been so much better this season. I don't think he was terrible his rookie season, but he was under the microscope, and especially coming in with Zion with Ja, he was a little bit under the microscope, especially being the fourth overall pick. But he's been amazing. He's been amazing in this series, too, when he's got the Julius Randle assignment. He's contributed to slowing him down as well. So big shout out to him. Trey Young is he's Trey Young is him, man. Offensively, Trey Young is that guy for sure. He is that guy. Um, he had a 15 assist game last night. They shoot the ball great, but you know, the way that the Knicks were playing offensively, they didn't need a big game from Trey Young, which is a good sign. And he could play make, get everybody else involved, and everybody else was involved. So Atlanta, they've really been in control of this series except for a bad second half stretch in game two. Other than that, this has been their series, and now they get a chance to go up 3-1 against a team that a lot of people pick to beat them. And I'd like how this is kind of turning into a a little bit of a rivalry, it seems like, man. It seems like there's no love loss out there, and I, I love that. I think that's good for the NBA in general. It's good for the Eastern Conference. 
because this is two typically like you know up and coming teams you know battling it out um Clint Capella always got to give him his credit because he's always been playing exceptionally well every time I talked about the Hawks got to give him a lot of love too and really just you know the Hawks are, have been playing great basketball so chance to go 3-1 man Julius Randle has to step up maybe take a page out of Jason Tatum's book just to show you that because Tatum had a bad first uh, couple games when he responded in game three the only difference is he's got to go on the road and do it but you know we know he's capable man he's just he just has to you know get into the bag that he's been in all season long man I, like it's a bad three game stretch for him but adjustments have to be made too they got to make it easier to get the ball to Julius Randle in the spots get him favorable matchups too because I feel like they haven't done a very good job of doing that but Shout out to Derrick Rose, though. 30 points in a playoff game. We love to see that. We love Everybody loves seeing Derrick Rose play great basketball. We know that. We know that. But that's the games from last night. There's some games today, too. Um, the Miami Heat are facing elimination. The first team to be facing elimination <laughs> in this first round. Uh, that's a, like, I'm, I'm lost for words on that series. I'm just extremely lost for words on that series, man. Um. They probably will get swept. Uh, the Nuggets up to one. Let's see if they can, you know, take two games in Portland, which will be big. Um, I got, yeah, I'm not going to talk about the Trailblazers because I'll probably be here another 15 minutes. And then 76ers, Wizards, and Jazz Grizzlies. I don't know if these games will be as good as the last couple of nights, but it's the playoffs. Anything can happen. If they are great, I'm going to be here to talk about them with y'all. So, you know, definitely, you know, turn post notifications on. Uh, leave a like, subscribe if you did enjoy this video, man. It's the playoffs, man. We're talking about playoff basketball every chance we get. So, I appreciate y'all. 